Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Level Up with Chris Patrick. I hope you guys have been doing absolutely phenomenal. Look, I know it has been a wild ride, and you guys have been waiting for me to post yet another episode. And this is not one of those moments in life where you found a really good podcast and the author or podcaster, as it were, drops off the face of the planet, decides this ain't for them. I've been told many times in my life that I am a natural born leader. I actually can't help myself. I feel more alone than ever when I'm not leading people. And I don't really know why that is because most of the time I can't stand people. I really can't. I can't stand their narcissistic behaviors. I can't stand their excuses. I'm the type of person that will be the first one to stand up and tell you, if you want something, you got to stop dicking around and just do it. Stop coming up with every reason in the world as to why you can't do it and start coming up with a thousand reasons why you will and you won't stop until it's accomplished. That's why... I can't stand people most of the time. Now, I haven't been doing podcasts for the last couple of months because, first off, being in the United States Navy, I have a lot of responsibility. For those of you that don't know what it's like living on a naval warship, we have a duty day once a week where we have to stay on board and sleep there because the entire day will be full of training and preparation, cleaning, maintenance, all that kind of stuff. And through having an entire work week plus a duty day where I'm away from my wife and kids, there's also no cell reception in 90% of the in 90% of the ship. So with that being said, I don't have a lot of time nor places where I can do an episode. And then on top of all that, you got to remember, if you're there all day long, how do you eat? Well, our ship had a galley, which is like a cafeteria, for those of you who are more familiar with that term. It's like a cafeteria where you go through the serving line, you get served your, your plate of food, and you go sit down in what we call the mess deck, and you eat your food. Well, the volunteers, or not necessarily volunteers, but the people on board the ship who serve that food are called food service attendants. It's a temporary assigned duty that the Navy will choose, or the commander of the ship will choose every single, in every single department, specific individuals who will be given those temporary assigned duty orders to go FSA, food service attendants, and help serve for a minimum of 100, or my apologies, a minimum of 90 days to 120 days. So I got picked to do that. We work a crazy schedule. I'm talking 14 to 16 hour days, and I just have not had the time or the energy to be so uplifting when I have felt so exhausted and alone and tired. 
So that's a big reason why I haven't been doing these episodes. Now, through being FSA temporarily, I lost my uncle. Now, a lot of you guys have heard my story of going through foster care and being raised in the system in uh, Southern California my entire childhood. I'm 27. A lot of the transgressions that were against me and stuff like that, I've worked through. 99% of the trauma, I've gotten over that hump. It's done. It's over. Kind of in this mode of life where it's like, there's no point in crying over spilled milk. What's done is done. All I can do is focus on what's to come, right? Now, my Theo Weddle, my uncle that died this last month, was a very special man in my life. He, uh, when, when we would have family gatherings, which if you're from a Hispanic family, maybe this is your, you can relate with this or maybe not, but I know for our family, we gathered almost every single weekend. We were always doing something, barbecuing, swimming, hanging out, listening to music, drinking, having a great time, just really embracing that family connection. Family is everything, right? This man, it didn't matter what was going on in each of our lives. He was the candy man. He would show up to these family gatherings with a brown paper bag And he started with the kids. And I remember when I was younger, he would walk around with a little bag and he would tell us, we can't look in the bag, but you always knew guaranteed it was full of starbursts. And I loved it. I loved being able to look away from the bag and he'd say, now choose two or three, no more than that. And my chubby ass would put my whole freaking hand in there and I'm trying to grab a whole handful this man would just smile and laugh, smack my hand a little bit, make sure I'm only getting a couple, and I loved it. My my favorite flavor is banana flavor. Don't knock it until you've tried it, okay? I know it sounds gross, but I'm telling you, the yellow starbursts are where it's at, my friends. So, you know, he always smiled. He was always happy. He showed love fearlessly. It didn't matter who you were, whether you were a foster child in the family or blood-related. It did not matter. He didn't make you feel any different. And for me, that was everything. Because all I looked around and saw was a bunch of brown skin, and then there was me. I felt ostracized. I felt left out. Everybody could speak Spanish, and I couldn't. Everything about it was making me feel different, set aside. And when he was around, I was never on the side. I was a part of what was going on. I was a part of the family. And he he helped provide a sense of peace in my life. He was also a damn good corrections officer. And it was one of the most beautiful funeral ceremonies I think I've ever seen, whether on TV or in person. Seeing the the corrections officers do the 
15 gun salute. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But it was just absolutely gorgeous to hear them call out his name. Ascension Cadillo. Officer Ascension Cadillo. They said it three times, you guys. And when they didn't hear that response, they said, ready, aim, fire. And they, they fired three different times after receiving the command. And just hearing after the, the bullets were fired, hearing my Diaz and my grandma and my Theo's wife, Thea Lisa, just cry out in unity. Sobbing was the most heart-wrenching moment I've ever witnessed in person because it showed how much love this man had given. And guys, the only thing I can think of, and I don't want to downplay his funeral in any way possible, so I'm sorry, I don't mean to do that by saying this, but the only thing I can think of is uh, in the movie Breaking Dawn, uh, I know vampires, oh my God, it's Sparkly Edward. But ultimately, guys, remember when all the vampires around the world had gathered together to stand firm for Bella, you know, my, my thing is, is there were so many and it, they were spread out across the, that area where they were standing. And when I say there were hundreds of people at my Theo Weddle's funeral, people that weren't even related, just friends, co-workers, people he had impacted in a positive way throughout his lifetime. Guys, the, of course, there were the immediate family around the casket and of course his son's and everything like that but often the distance on the roads of the cemetery there were families and friends standing there in unity just watching witnessing this brave wonderful beautiful man be lowered into the ground it was just gut and heart wrenching and I felt, as my listeners, you guys deserved an explanation on why I have been MIA and why I didn't come back right away. I needed some time to grieve and move forward. So for that, I apologize. Now, there is something that I was doing this morning, which was reading in Scripture. Now, I know... This isn't a Christian podcast, and I don't do this very often. But I came across a verse that helped me during my time of grief. And it's from Psalm chapter 56, verse 8. And it says, You know I am very upset. You know how much I have cried. Surely you have kept an account of all my tears. And for me, that is so true because I've been going through the motions and there have been a couple of moments of weakness or sadness or grief where I have just had to, you know, kind of step aside and just, I don't know if you want to call it come to God or just be alone in my own sadness and just in a way kind of meditate and think about the moments that I've had with him and I'm happy to believe that God does take an account of the tears we shed. 
So that, that resonated and hit home for me. Now, I don't know what you guys are going through. I don't know what tragedy has hit your family or your life. But I want you to know something here is that you are not alone in any way possible. Okay, you are surrounded by love. And maybe you don't see that and that's okay. Because that comes with time. That comes with understanding much more than your own self. Much more than what your mind can even possibly fathom. Alright. If you guys need anything, I'm here. You are always more than welcome to reach out to me. You can email me at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, at iCloud.com. Or you can shoot me a text to 602-354-1138. Just let me know you're a listener on my podcast. Shoot me your name and I will get back to you as soon as I can. I try to respond to everybody within an hour. Okay? I love you guys so much. Stay tuned for the next episode. I hope you guys have a great day.